But I wanted to start today with mm. a little reading series because it's related to something that you, um, well, you'll see. It's related to something that y- y- you would appreciate, I think. Mm. So, dugga dugga dugga. This is from everyone's favorite publication, The Guardian. Oh, boy. By Sophia Barrett Ibaria. What? I love therapy, but I didn't love my therapist. She was young, like me, and new, the best I could find with my cheap insurance. I was her first real client. She was thrilled. I was broke and depressed. Over the course of our six months together, we often sat through extended periods of silence, each of us desperately searching for something to say. Other times, I rambled about how pointless my life felt, the crushing guilt and fear of abandonment that follows me everywhere, and ill-timed thirst traps just to fill the space. Sounds like this podcast. Yeah, I was like, huh? I did my best to entertain her with overshares and regrettable sex stories, also like this okay. podcast, from my life as, sad, as a sad yet charming bisexual. And for a while, that was fine, until I ran out of stories and we fell back into silence. I left our sessions feeling worse than I did when I arrived. I quit therapy because I needed help from someone who knew what they were doing, and possibly even more importantly, who knew what I was doing, or what I should be doing. I didn't want another therapist. I wanted someone to just tell me what to do, who could kick my ass and tell me to cut the bullshit. I wanted motivation, advice, and accountability from a woman who spanks grown men for a living. So I hired a dominatrix. Okay. I was going to say, this is starting to sound really, you know, fictional, because what was what was the one part... Can I see the can I see the thing? There was a there's a sentence where I went, No, 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 no. No, you can't see the thing. I have more reading to do, but no. what what are well, you talking it was, about? It was the thing about something about being like a smart and sexy bisexual, and I'm like, that's fully not a thing. You exists. just think that's fictional? You think that person's virtue signaling so they don't yeah, just sound just like a, a depressed lot. straight white woman? Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> Yeah, no, mm no. Or do you think that they don't think that a dominatrix would be acceptable if they weren't bi? Like it would be weird to be no, a straight woman. I need the context. That's why I need the sentence. There's no context. Yeah, That's I need just the sentence for context clues. No. I had a quip and then my brain went whoop. Well, you're ruining my reading series yeah, now. I know. You broke all the momentum and that yes. went and that went absolutely nowhere. Screeching to a halt. I finally found someone who could do what I always wished my therapist would, just tell me what to do. The idea of paying a gorgeous, confident woman to boss me around was exciting and terrifying, and I was ready to do as I was told. I found someone who <laughs> Who wanted to tell me what to do and also whipped me? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this article's really long. I'm just picking this paragraphs. This is like that, fanfic, that I, like it is erotica. Like, no, like, no, 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 no. She read like Fifty Shades of Grey and went, I could probably do that for The Guardian. Well, I, I won't read it all because it's very boring, but like a large part of this article is about her going to a coffee. The dominatrix doesn't even actually punish her, long story short. She just meets the dom at a coffee shop, and the dominatrix tells her to get a day planner. This is literally the article. The Are dominatrix we... tells her to get a day planner because she sounds disorganized. And she was like, that's just what I needed. Someone to tell me to get a day planner. So I did. And now my life's better. How pathetic is this writer? Like, yeah. you need to get your shit together. And, like, honestly, that dominatrix is probably, like, this is the easiest fucking money. Yeah, absolutely. Goddamn. And I will take it from this dumb broad because this is sad. Yeah, so there's nothing even sexual about it. She just wanted someone to literally tell her what to do. She wanted a parent. And, yeah, and not be able to make excuses parent yeah or boss i mean the idea that you need you know what the fuck if you're self-aware enough to say look i'm disorganized you don't even have the motivation yourself to like i don't know start taking notes or make lists do something i guess not figure out what makes keeping your shit on track easy people are dumb nope she needs a leather lady to do it so I don't lack the agency to think for myself. Sounds yes, like you do. You do. <laughs> or work productively without direct supervision and Yes, you do. I thought that this was what this was all about. Uh, I do, however, enjoy being told what to do, which is something I'd always been somewhat ashamed to admit. I love mean, beautiful women, and I love when they boss me around. Unlike my previous therapists, my dominatrix life coach isn't afraid to hurt my feelings. She's brutally honest and has no time for my excuses. Nothing makes me feel so fully seen like a woman telling me that I need to get my life together because she believes I can do better. I fucking can't. Because she's decided that for now, at least, I'm worth her valuable time. I'm happy to please her and to pay her for everything she offers. Her oh attention, her encouragement, oh and her no. punishment. Oh, my God. Except, as I stated before, there's no punishment. What she just happens if she person. doesn't get a day nothing, planner? Nothing happens. Nothing at all happens. Does this bitch even understand the idea of, like, a what a dominatrix does because like she's not getting pleasure out of pain she's just 
happy that someone's it's not pleasure this person no. is full-blown moron yeah did you just read that story just for so my like blood pressure would spike and i'm alive well again? i knew i knew you would hate it but you you do remember one time on the podcast you recommended to me that that's what i needed a therapist or a, you, know, you, a you recommended a domination in parti- dominatrix in particular yeah I'm not sure well I'm... and i shut it down for exactly this reason because i don't i don't want there to be a sexual component to it and apparently neither does she so maybe it would work so you out just need me. a life coach i just in, need with to a meet, leather jacket i guess i just need to meet a dom at a coffee shop and i don't know explain my really banal organizational issues yeah, you just need to get a pencil case or <laughs> i don't know you make a lot of lists though so fuck off yeah no, I'm fine when it comes to that stuff. Like, a dom would actually have to hit me. Yeah, you'd be like, can you punch me if I do shit wrong? <laughs> yeah, and, you're, yeah. and they're like, okay. I feel like I do kind of need that. My parents didn't really hit me. Mm-hmm. Well, So that is a credible threat in my life. Awesome for me. <laughs> Just crack yeah. my knuckles. Um, mm. Ooh, different bones are crack. Ow, that's my shoulder. Ooh. Well, that, I mean, that's the... that's Honestly, if that's the sad state of things, like, therapists, young therapists out of, you know therapy what what do they go they're doctors i guess right out of doctor school i don't even think therapists are doctors now yeah they get a they get a they get a phd i'm not sure that they do what are the what's the doctor degree that's not a phd like the medic the practicing doctor all doctor mds are you sure, sure. i'm not 100 percent sure that yeah. therapists do i'm pretty sure they Doogie don't Hauser, md i'm sure some of them have that yeah doogie hauser's not a therapist though dude house md yeah, I understand that. Doctors are MDs, yes. But yeah. that doesn't mean all therapists are MDs. It doesn't follow that that's necessarily Medical true. doctors. A lot a lot of therapists are just registered nurses. What? Yeah. You fucking or, kidding me? Or are just like psychology majors, and that doesn't mean you're a doctor. Mm. That just means you're a psychology major. But they have to do hours and stuff. I don't think they do. They do. I'm not sure about that. They might. I'm sure. If you get a master's in any sort of... Um, you know, behavioral science, you have to do a lot of time spent with people yeah that's probably true but they don't have like a real residency they don't do like uh doctors do where you're in a hospital they don't do psych you know, 48 hours on I, I don't know i don't think all of them do no it probably depends on the level but i know from looking looking for them personally that like the low cost ones especially are like just registered nurses or Ugh. i don't know I mean, you just have to take their word for but, it yeah i mean you just have to listen and go uh-huh uh-huh you should work on that. Uh-huh. How did that make you feel? Uh-huh. Well, I think legit therapists actually like talk back at you. You're talking like a psychoanalyst is just like a mirror. I don't know. It depends on what people are wanting out of it. If I, if I went to therapy, it would just be a detente of, oh, no, you talk first. Oh, no, you're here to talk. Mm-mm. What do you want to talk about? Well, you're the patient. What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? Well, and you then it would just be just swords swords play i don't think so man you don't think you would open up to a therapist no you open up on this podcast you could just have them listen to this yeah but like this is you know a known quantity and you know tens of strangers so like what if, i what feel if, more comfortable that way. what about this what if what if they let you drink at the therapist if i could drink and smoke at the therapist i'd be like okay let's go yeah and then they'd be like sir you're too drunk <laughs> this is a tgi fridays this is not your therapist this is Ted from accounting. He also had a rough day. And I'd be like, Ted, nice to meet you. Same time next week. What's your hourly? <laughs> Two uh, banana daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some like, you know, Western egg rolls. And maybe a little strange if he's feeling real weird. <laughs> oh, instead of, you know, insurance, you I'll might just toss him Ted. a handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Ted, one handy and some daiquiris. Yep. Okay, great. This is a great rate for me. We don't believe in therapy. Um, Uh, Man, the energy is weird tonight. We haven't recorded it in a while, because we kind of recorded those other two back-to-back. What? The the last two episodes we did were in really close proximity. No? Yeah, they were. And we had a lot of energy going. And now it's been like at least a full week since the last Oh, it's an actual week, yes. Yeah, so it feels strange. We did those other ones like three days apart. Okay. 
whatever. I mean, that's, yeah. You're making it weird, but fine. No, I know. I feel <laughs> weird. I feel weird right now. Maybe it's because I saw the Joker in the middle of the day. I mean, that might be. We'll get there if we want to talk about that at all. Could it be that you But it was, was a really weird, strange thing to, like, wake up, eat breakfast, get on my bike, see the Joker by myself. <laughs> I also think going to a movie in the middle of the day is also like a weird headspace. To it's inc- it's incredibly disorienting because I got out and it was still it's light still out. light out and you're like oof yeah and then I went and rode my bike in the park because I've been eating like shit all weekend and not exercising so I just felt mm. like garbage and then watching like you know terrible movies a movie made me feel worse like all the blood was just in my feet uh, you had something to say though oh can can I actually continue a short story about mulliganing yeah sure. Apparently, if you, like, miss when you tee off, if you're, like, in teenager, like, golf leagues. Meaning if you just miss the ball completely. Or you, like, kind of flub it and you just it kind of bounces off. Uh-huh. You're supposed to, like, whip your dick out and then re- re-hit it from the, um, from the tee. With your dick out. Yeah, these, like, bro-y boys would do this. And me as an 11-year-old would be like, what? And now... Wait, you actually witnessed this IRL? This is not something No, this that was you... challenged. They were like, you missed it. You got your dick out. I'm like, what? They, they were just trolling you. You presented this as if it was a phenomenon. They but... presented it to me as that it was a known thing. And I went, oh, no, no. No, no. I have zip-off cargo pants. No. <laughs> I won't be doing that. Wait, wait a minute. First of all, there's a lot to this. You were golfing with other kids at 11. Yeah. That was instead of like playing baseball or in soccer. a club. You were doing this. It was like a junior golf league. Oh, okay. Was it like an after-school program, or did summer, you guys compete summer, summer, during no, the summer? No. Okay. So, like, if your parents did it, they'd be like, "Okay, you go during the weekdays, and you go like four days a week in golf, four fucking days a week in the hottest days. Oh, the goddamn I see. summer. Okay. So, so it's kind of I was chubby, so they were like, "You got to walk, fat ass," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> but that's hilarious because it's still the lowest impact sport. Well, possible. I also had to play baseball, so I was walking and running, and I was like, "I'm still fat. I'm just hungrier." Mm. You didn't lose weight from that? No. Oh, what were you eating at the time? Let's just talk about a lot of Taco Bell and a lot of frozen pizza. My diet hasn't changed. Oh yeah, in about so it's the same years. as now. <laughs> uh, by the way, the other day, uh, Will and I went to the grocery store together because you drive to the nice grocery store. Oh, so you're going to share along. my shame, really? Yeah. And How dare you? Uh, so I'm waiting in line at the deli, and I realize that it's taking a long time. After prompted, after I go, I'm in the car. Yeah, yeah. Will had texted me saying he's in the car, and I'm still working on it. It was going to be a couple minutes. But I, I finish up, you know, five, ten minutes later, and I come outside, and I go to the car, and Will's just not there. And I think, oh, okay, maybe he ran back inside to get something or whatever. You know, two minutes goes by. I'm thinking, hmm, this is taking a little while. Five minutes goes by. I'm thinking, okay, this is strange. <laughs> ten minutes goes by. No, yes, it was not. It, it was not ten minutes. At minimum, it was ten minutes. And I finally texted you and was like, "Hey, where are you?" Or I called you. I think because I actually was. Oh yeah, I didn't feel the buzz in my pocket, so I was like, "Dooby dooby doop doop doop." Frankly, I was honestly getting kind of worried because I should say all of your groceries and stuff were in the backseat of the car, and the car was locked. And I was like, "Did something?" happened because yeah, so I, I, I hadn't was taken i hadn't heard from you parking. it was too long for you to be in the bathroom i was starting to get nervous so i just straight up called you rather than texting you and you're like oh yeah i'm walking back to the car and i'm like walking back to the car meanwhile i'm scanning the parking lot like he's nowhere in sight what do you mean walking back and sure enough as i'm scanning 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 down the block i see you sauntering down whatever street that is and oh, finally you make the right into the parking lot and you come back and i'm like well, where were you? You want to tell everybody where uh, you yeah, were? Yeah, I was. I was pausing for 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 drama, dramatis personae. Uh, I figured I didn't want to sit and scroll on my phone, and I was a little hungry, even though I'd just gone to the grocery store, and I only had to wait fifteen more minutes to shove snacks in my face. Yeah, there was a Taco Bell on Flushing Avenue, and I went. I could go for a crunch wrap right now, so I took took a little walk down Broadway, took a little left. And then went, hello. Hello, purveyors of this fine establishment. I would like one of your finest crunch wraps. And they said, combo? And I go, no, no, just the single crunch wrap. <laughs> and I got the most quizzical look from a fast food employee I've ever goddamn seen. And I went, yes, just that. Here you go. And they're like, 
uh, okay. And then I ate it. It was literally the most perfect crunch wrap I've ever eaten. And I had to eat it while walking, which was really a downer. Yeah. But I was not about to sit sadly in a Taco Bell on flushing. Yeah, it seems it. like you would never sit in a Taco Bell oh, by fuck yourself. No, no. Uh, only in the middle of Pennsylvania because I'm not eating. I'm not bringing that in my. I have done that, but no. Well, yeah, I want everyone to keep in mind too that it was still light outside. This was not some weird five PM. late night mission to the grocery store. No, it this was, was five a, PM. This was a fully afternoon run. Yeah, a fully sober, practically midday crunch wrap. End of day. Yeah, I didn't have lunch. Okay, it's fine. Right. I mean, anyway, yeah. The the point being that your diet hasn't changed. Change it. Change it. Your diet has not changed it one iota. I think that's from Shakespeare. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, back to the golf thing. Yeah. So kids were whipping their dick out and there's no supervision. No, that this is what the, the older kids were like, you got to do that. Uh. Well, I know. Like, I no. understand that the older kids are asking you to do it well. But what I'm saying is there was no adults present here. No. There was no one to intervene on your behalf and no. say, please don't please troll don't torture the fat the, kid. Yeah. No. No. So did you do it? No. How did you avoid it? Did they like, make fun of you for not doing it? Did they no. call your dick small? No. That's what I would have done. Wow. Um, no, they were just like, they're like, we're not going to, no, we're not doing that. But we're not playing those rules today. I'm like, okay, whatever. Fuck off. Yeah, that's because, it, yeah, they were they were trolling you, man. It wasn't a real rule. You started this story out by making it seem like this was, well, a, I was a kind phenomenon. Of, it was children, allegedly. When like, really I don't know. it's just a thing that happened to that you. Troll, that I was trolled with, with you like, were an urban legend. You were millimeters from molestation. Yeah, that dude probably grew up to be handsy with like ladies mm-hmm. in frat houses. Just add another one to the stack of why Will is the way that he is now. <laughs> I think we're missing the most important part of the zip-off cargo pants, but that's a different issue for another day. I I, ha- I currently have a pair of zip-off cargo pants. When I go hiking, I wear them. You're talking about the ones that turn into shorts, right? Yes. Yeah, I have one of those now. That fit you as an adult. Yes. Uh, for hiking, I stand by them 100%. For all the hiking you do. Well, you know, I've gone hiking with my boys once a year. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, my- for all your frequent hiking. You bought special pants. It's not frequent, but yeah, dude, I go hiking more than you go hiking. Come on. Don't come at me like this. Mm. You know I hike. I'm a true outdoor warrior. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a word I would not use, but okie dokie. Yeah, that's strange to admit, but it's true. They're very, they're good. They're utilitarian Uh, pants. mm. I don't wear them in the city. Although I might start doing that, actually. Now that I've got my tie-dye t-shirt on, I might start... um, rocking him again and then just like get the giant white like new balance and just dad mode it a full like outfit that came from costco kirkland brand shoes those exist zip off cargos i know they do they're eight dollars excuse i think so or twelve dollars they're incredibly cheap yeah um but yeah you know when i was i think in seventh grade i had a pair of those zip off cargo pants that was three-tiered Yes. So it could turn into capris yes. and then shorts. Yeah. Were they orange? Uh, mine were gray with lime green mm. accents. Mm-hmm. So all the stitching and all the like zippers and stuff were lime green. Uh, yeah. I had orange ones from Aeropostale. Yes. I remember those very vividly. Yeah. You know, I thought mine were really cool. Um, but then I went and hung out with a new group of friends. The kids that I thought were cool skaters at the time. Mm. And they made fun and, of And yeah, they called yeah. me a faggot and threw mashed potatoes at me. Wait, what? Yeah. Why did they have mashed potatoes? I don't know. I don't really remember. I think like they what, what vicious youth is Tommy just... Tommy's parents, Tommy Lewis's parents like made us mashed potatoes and he put to go? Well, like for dinner, I don't know. It was trashy, like I you know. Those were instant anyway. Yeah, they um, definitely were instant, but what happened was he put um strawberry quick syrup, you know, like you would make milk, strawberry milk out of. I'm aware of the He put that in the mashed potatoes. Mixed it up. And flung it at you? And then flung it at me while I was on a trampoline. And he ruined my cargo capri pants. And well, I ne- kind of did you a favor, but... I know. But I never, I never like wore them again. heinous to do to a child. Yeah. It was bad. He was a bad kid. I mean, that's the same kid that... I, mean, I became friends with him later. Mm-hmm. I liked Tommy a lot, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of run-ins with him. Yeah, he sounds like a, like a roughin. Yeah, he was he was a ruffian. Not a ruffian, like a rough, rough comma... Un. <laughs> can and you tell me what the difference is i'm not sure a ruffian is like a oscar wilde ne'er-do-well uh you use that word a lot 
near do well. Mm-hmm. It's it's a catch all, um, but like a roughin is like a, you know, he also had a trampoline. He probably would have. He probably seems like an above ground pool kind of kid. Uh, they they were too poor probably for an above ground ah. pool, but I think they would have. They cert- would. They have. would have certainly have had one if the uh, circumstances were a little bit better. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, that was around the era of Jackass, so most of the things I remember about hanging out at Tommy's house were Jackass-related shenanigans. Oh. Like, his dad used to get drunk and fall asleep, and then we would antique him. What? Uh, antiquing is where you take a handful of flour and you throw it in somebody's face really hard. Oh, I remember this. It's, it's the best prank if someone is sleeping, and you wake them up that way. Um, so we would antique his dad all the time. Unless they breathe in all that flour dust, and then they're... Well, yeah, you you could kill you know, somebody. I think, you know, that just way. plastering wheat pasting their lungs. Yeah, I remember one time we antiqued him, and then he chased us around with a spatula and said, "Who wants a whack in the dick?" <laughs> Who okay. wants a whack in the dick? Hey, wow. Yeah, that sounds trashy. We used to trick him because he would have us make drinks for him while he was watching TV. Oh and, boy! You know, when he would get a little loaded, we would just put like cumin. In his, like, vodka soda or whatever and see how long we could do that before he noticed. And, I mean, you could really load it up before a loaded person would give a shit. If you put turmeric in it, you would have been on the cutting edge of cocktails, like, three years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were putting garlic in cocktails before it was cool. (laughs) Like, here's a pickleback. Strangely enough, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't privy to this, but we never drank the alcohol. You would think that, like kids that were bad that were into jackass that were making drinks for someone's parents would help themselves to it but we never did that I and i never felt tempted by it yeah because that's not a situation you want to be drinking in even as a youth well i guess not i don't know it... drunken drunken parents who don't uh, it just seems unseemly yeah i don't know at the time it didn't really register with me how sad that situation actually yeah. was like looking back on it like the state of his house and stuff i thought it was cool at the time and that's why we all hung out there because you could get away with whatever you wanted yeah his house is not in order but it was like a very sad environment in yeah. retrospect yeah yeah mm-hmm. how much meth do you think he's on right now oh i don't think he's on meth at all oh. I, I don't know if any of that crowd of people listens to this maybe it's possible our Ohio contingent can let me know, but... Um, Viewers right in. No, he's got, like, a good union job painting garbage trucks. I mean, he's doing well for himself. I think he just got married. Tommy's on the up and up. I follow him on Instagram. Shouts oh. out, Tommy Lewis. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now that we've dug up some bones, just based on cargo pants... Um, <laughs> any other skeletons you want to drag out on this ooky spooky October episode? listeners tens of you you all know i hate halloween right you do i have the least effortful halloween costumes why are you doing a halloween episode three weeks ahead of time because that's what all social media leads me to believe that as soon as it turns fucking october it's ooky spooky it's already halloween season i guess that's true you know i've come around to halloween over the years but i don't think this year i'm gonna have much time to do it you're a crafty halloween person well, I started to enjoy it on that level, and that got me into it. Mm. Like, the more effort you put into the costume, the more exciting it becomes. The problem with that is, though, you have to think about it ahead of time, and I haven't been doing that this time around. Mm. So you're just going to give up the ghost on that one? Yeah, I don't think this year... I mean, well, what? this isn't good pod content, but like this year, nobody's going to have time, because like nobody is going to be in town until a few days before. Yeah, that's why people are so. going to do it beforehand. Oh, man, I'm trying to get this back on track because you really are letting me drive tonight. And for whatever reason, I'm having a really hard time. I was looking forward to this all day, and now I'm like, I'm I'm stumped in a certain way. Whoopsies. I think you're intimidating me because I want to talk about all the movies I've been watching because that's been the bulk of, like, my thinking over the course of the week. But you're so dismissive of them that I don't want to talk to you about. I mean, just because I didn't like most of the one that I saw because it was bad. Oh, Sorry, I just realized something. So I was listening to something today where Jennifer Carpenter came up and she was in one of these terrible movies um, for a hot second, literally a hot second, where you think she's going to get a subplot and she doesn't. Um, And they called her a pretty horse lady. Uh, That's accurate. And And I I don't mean that as a dig. Yeah, they were like, no. She's like, you know, like those ladies who look like horses, but they're pretty. Yes. And I was like, wow, 
Never thought about that, but yeah, on the correct on the lady horse spectrum, there's like um, Sarah Jessica Parker on one end, and you don't want to look like that. No, because you look like a Halloween witch mask. Eeyore combined with a horse. Yeah, she doesn't look like Eeyore. Eeyore's features are all flat. All of her face, her skull shape is yeah. Eeyore too is long. a lot softer. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's also a donkey. So she's <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Phylum different right well if sarah jessica parker was some kind of hybrid human something i wouldn't be surprised there's like sarah jessica parker horse and then there's like angelina jolie horse correct yeah 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 that's true and jennifer carpenter is the middle horse she is the middle horse yes this is a very progressive podcast you're listening to where we're definitely not talking about horse oh we're women. definitely yeah we're definitely not talking this is the eugenics hour oh where will and i discuss skull shapes of women in terms of animals phrenology of the female <laughs> Ooh, let's get a new rss feed going for that i oh, feel like i could boy. do an hour a week on female phrenology i'm good now we could I'm... cover different parts of the body starting with the head and working our way down pass <laughs> hard pass um oh well for you it would be a soft pass for me it would be a hard pass oh that was a bad pun that's disgusting <laughs> well if this episode's gonna be bad we <laughs> might as well just bitch. go in on it jesus Christ. if we're gonna lose the listeners anyway i'm going for it Ugh. tonight no i literally ha- on my lucy walk on the way back i was like maybe i'm in a weird mood i'm like i haven't you do seem like you're in a weird i haven't mood. trolled the the apps i deleted them off my phone and i'm like oh i've got cobwebs Maybe you should get them back, man. I rely on I rely on your stories for um the sun sets earlier and you know. Well, do you think that that would leave more time for the witching hour? Right? Yeah, but then it's cold. I don't want to be wandering wandering these streets when it's been dark for 5 hours instead of 2. It seems unseemly. I'll still do it, but it seems unseemly. Mm-hmm. I'm a respectable person now. Yeah, it does seem a little grimier in the winter. Yeah, it's a little gross. Right. Because no one's leaving. Yeah, I don't know. It's not pleasant. Everybody's holed up inside. And then, yeah, your walk of shame takes place in like a much more bleak it's environment. It's bleaker in general. Yeah, it's right. not great. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that was my one realization. I was like, hmm, maybe that's it. And then I was like, no, I'm just tired, but okay. Yeah. So do you want to get to your story of this afternoon? Uh yeah well I guess I mean I saw I saw Joker today I I have to be honest like I don't know if I have that much to say about Joker honestly was it just fine yeah yeah I, that's kind of how I felt about it was I liked the movie but it was just fine and I had a lot of issues with it that were like just sort of nitpicky technically or I mean do you care about seeing it because I'll just say spoilers right now and I probably won't it. see it yeah I don't think else. you would care about it no I think you would not like the movie I don't like Joaquin Phoenix so. Really? Wait, no. can we talk about that for a second? Why not? Because I like him. He's a horse man, if we're going to talk about horse ladies. He looks like a horse. He's just kind of fucked up looking, like his cleft palate and his weird nose. He looks like someone hit him with a shovel. Yeah, yeah. And not in the good way. Not like in the Matthew McConaughey broken nose, like kind of sexy, rough and tumble. He just looks like he got kicked in the face by a horse lady. I think a lot of ladies would disagree with you. I, I get the sense so. that he's a sex symbol, Joaquin. No. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Ladies, write in and tell us, because I'm pretty sure I've had conversations to the opposite effect. Ladies, back me up. Okay. All right. Well, uh, n- look forward to viewer mail. Viewer. We always do that. Listener mail next time. I like view- I like calling them viewers. Yeah, fine. We should just start recording this Joe Rogan style. No. That would be really funny. So it was just fine. Yeah, I thought the movie was just fine. I mean, I really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a big twist in the movie. Spoilers. I'm just going to spoil this movie. So Ooh. if you care about Joker for whatever reason, don't Go ahead. keep listening. I don't Two know. Two minutes? I, I don't, don't know. Care. We're not going to dwell on this. I mean, I'd like to get some time out of it because we need to. So be patient and don't be a dismissive asshole and maybe ask follow-up questions to things that I say. Okay. Overrated. Uh, <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ. This is going to be tough. <laughs> um, Yeah, I thought the movie was just okay. And... There was a twist in the movie. Like a Shyamalan twist? Eh, yeah, kind of, but it was so obvious that it was terrible, and it took me out of the movie. So l- let me back up for a second. Like, y- You've never seen tra- Taxi Driver, right? Do I know what Taxi Driver is about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody knows what Taxi Driver is about, but you've never seen the movie, correct? No. So one of the things that happens in Taxi Driver at the very end is that you know it culminates in this crazy 
um, shoot 'em up scene where the Travis Bickle character, Robert De Niro, um, gets fatally injured, you assume. Mm. But then the closing scene of the movie, he's alive and he re encounters his love interest from the movie while he's driving a cab. The blonde? Yes. Mm. And it's all over the papers that he's a hero because the people he shot in the prior scene were all mobsters and stuff. Mm. But it's very ambiguous as to whether he's dead. And this is some sort of version of heaven for him or whether the whole thing was in his head in the first place. Like the whole movie is in his head. Yeah, you kind of don't know. I I think um, Scorsese has come out and said that, no, that that's real. But whatever. That's just what he says. More and more Martin Scorsese is just turning into like old crotchety J.K. Rowling. Just like his Marvel hot takes and shit. I have to disagree. I love Martin Scorsese and his Marvel takes are correct but they're not they're not like a new idea no like yeah his idea that like oh superhero movies are just turning everything into theme parks it's like yeah you're right truly but and that does suck marty so why don't you put out movies occasionally yeah try a little harder and don't cast you know the same people over and over and just do another crime thrill i mean but whatever he's so good at that i don't care Mm. um i also don't like i don't think i like robert de niro is that bad to say uh well, Latter- he does the same per- thing all the time. Latter Day Robert De Niro has really tainted his image. But L- like before that, it was like I'm a mobster, I'm a mobster, I'm a mobster, and then he's like, I'm the weird dad, I'm the weird dad, I'm the weird dad, and you're like, cool it. Well, you're talking about all Latter Day Robert De Niro. Like I get, th- you, you've never seen. Have you seen like? I mean, this is still Latter Day, but like, have you seen Cape Fear? Like, yeah. okay, like his Cape Fear performance is great. His yeah. accent is terrible. The performance is great. Hmm. Um, in Taxi Driver, when he's really young in his twenties, he's well, that's, incredible. Yeah, that's young. Yeah, that's like a little more experimental. But yeah, then he got typecast as like a mob guy, sort of an action hero, like what? Heat with like Pacino and De Niro. But that's still also a, a mobby. It's still along the same lines. If yeah. you put Pacino in a movie, it's automatically a little mobby. Like I get what you're saying. He's sort of one note. Yeah, and his latter day performances in like Meet the Fockers and all these terrible comedies have the internship. Yeah, it, it's rendered him not as serious as maybe he should be taken. Because he is a good actor. Like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, you don't need more money, bro. Why are you taking these? He's like, I'm old. They're fun. And it's like, maybe think about your self-image. But we live in an era of branding where he doesn't care. Yeah, and I mean, whatever. He's just caking up. I can't really hold that against him. But, like, that's why Jack Nicholson is the superior actor in everybody's mind. Because he mostly did choice projects. And then when he started to get Alzheimer's, he was like, I'm out. He doesn't have Alzheimer's, does he? I'm pretty sure that's why, yeah. That's that's the word on the internet streets is that Jack started to get Alzheimer's and bowed out. I mean, he was a lush. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I think he also seems like he was one of these people that was like, well, I've said everything I have to say. Kind of like Tarantino yeah. retiring or whatever. I remember the last movie he was in was, what, As Good As It Gets, like with, what's her face? Diane Keaton. It was like a weird rom-com for old people. Yeah, I'm not sure that was his last movie, but it was probably one of the his last. The last notable ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think Robert De Niro could be something like that and just elects not to be. Oh, the same way Pacino started like appearing in Adam Sandler movies and stuff. Yeah. Like they're kind of on the same level where they're, they're good in the right role, but then they just do like absolute garbage yeah. most of the time. And it's hard to look at their good stuff and say like this holds up when you're comparing it to like Jack and Jill. When they turn into like caricatures of themselves <laughs> yeah. as actors, and you're like, ooh, um, it's right. not as self-referential as we like to be in our day and age. Or, or it is, but it's like too much. Like, you don't want Robert De Niro or Al Pacino to appear in a movie and be a caricature of themselves. Like, I want them to take themselves seriously. Does this not call back to the Mel Gibson movie you watched yesterday? Yeah, well, we could... Caricature of himself? Let's let's get there. Let's get there. Um, I'm trying to draw these bridges. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get there in a minute. We're talking about Craig Zoller in the background of this conversation. And I want to talk about that later because I like Mm. his movies. So anyway, what all I was trying to say was that at the end of Taxi Driver, it's like ambiguous whether or not the entire movie was a delusion or whether he's dead or whether he's alive or whatever. Yeah, that's the mystique. Why try to explain it? And so what the Joker movie did was just apply that device of that last scene of Taxi Driver to the entire movie. Uh, Well, no, that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's one of the things I liked about the movie in general was the character as it's played by Joaquin is like seriously mentally ill. Not like um, not like in a chaotic way, like the Heath Ledger presentation and not in like a campy way, like the Jack Nicholson one or I guess like the um, Jared Leto one, which I never saw. 
No one. It's it's an actual like serious portrayal of a guy that's medicated, having a break. Yeah, Yeah. and like having a break. And so this trope of like constantly um, mixing up whether something's actually happening or whether it's in his head is played really well for the majority of the movie. But there's one part where they use it to establish that he has a girlfriend. And as soon as he has a girlfriend, I'm like, this is not happening. This is completely unrealistic. And then so for another hour. What, breaking your insult heart? Well, it's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you know, frankly, I did kind of think that and chuckle to myself. I was like, wait a minute. The Joker doesn't get to like fuck. That doesn't make any sense. Like, that's exactly why I thought it was implausible. I know that's kind of a joke, but I was like, this is not actually happening. Yeah. This is definitely in his head because this. There's no fucking. This way. doesn't track. No. With the way that this character is being played. And so for an hour, you're you're forced to sort of like suffer this relationship when it's painfully obvious that he's just imagining it and then you get a really terrible like flashback scene where he enters her apartment and she comes in and goes oh my god you're in the wrong apartment you're that guy from down the hall and then you get a montage of like all the scenes you've seen of them together and it's all in his head. Wait, you have to montage it because people can't remember shit in a movie well and the couple people that i um have been texting that have seen the movie didn't see it coming and i thought that was like unbelievable because it was so telegraphed that it was yeah this probably is not a well-made movie uh, no it's 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 got rough patches but by and large it's a pretty well-made movie and the third act of it is great mm. like the third act of it because he doesn't become the joker till the very end it's a really slow movie um like these 70s scorsese movies um which i appreciated about it like please make more movies like this you know like if we have to live in a world where every um wide release movie is going to be a superhero movie just mm. inevitably yeah. like that's what you have to do now like make them more like this that's why i don't want to come down on it too hard because it was good um but it's getting blown way out of proportion well you know and and joaquin phoenix that's why it's interesting to me that you don't like him he really holds the whole thing together because his performance is really good and really credible like i think it's hard to well, we were talking about this last night. We watched three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and we're kind of snarking on it. Um, it's hard to act mentally ill. It's hard to act stupid. It's hard to yeah, act yeah, drunk. Yeah. Those altered states, I think, are actually difficult. And to carry an entire movie, like he's like in, that, yeah. he's in every frame. Oh, of the that's movie, a lot. You know? Okay. And to carry the entire movie on the strength of a performance like that and make it seem believable and empathetic was impressive, mm. and it was fine. Um, you know, and and ultimately, like, the other thing I'll say is that the politics surrounding the movie, like, it's getting trashed in every review. I don't know if you've I've I've that. heard some things, yeah. Like, what have you read? Basically, just, like, this is a, no- like, this is a big nothing burger. We, everyone who saw it at, in whatever film festival it was at, like, jumped the gun on it being, like, I, I mean, probably there was nothing else that was interesting or, like, as big. So they were like, it's a perform again. When you say it's the performance of, you know, someone's lifetime, that doesn't mean it's a good movie. Right. Um, but it's both, it's both a pretty good movie and a great performance, which again, in terms of three billboards, it's like, this is a middling movie, but these are performances. Yeah. 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 And you're like, what are we here for? Are we here to watch a movie or we're here to watch some performances. And you're like, well, technically a little bit of both. Yeah, ideally, or a lot of bit of both. Ideally, you'd like a lot of bit of both, and I, I think the Joker delivers on both things, but largely because its third act is so good. Oh. Like when it culminates in him becoming the Joker. Uh, he, again, huge spoiler alert. He shoots a like late night TV show host live on the air, huh. and it's like a legitimately really Shocking, tense yeah. exchange, and then the graphic violence of it, like is really effective in the moment. And the huh. and the way they cut from like um the in-universe TV cameras to the reality of the movie and stuff. There's a lot like that that's really well played. Um Yeah, that's that's interesting as devices. And in the background of the movie there's like a social revolution being ignited by by the Joker and this huge incident on live TV like really sets it all off in a mm. way that's like it stretches credulity a little bit. Like the scale of these protests gets a little crazy and but like it kind of makes sense and the reactionary politics of it like are well played like it makes sense as real world commentary too in a way is this why they had police people just going like don't shoot your local news anchors yeah probably i mean what's so interesting about it is that the movie is actually just a critique of like a decaying mental health system Mm. and um 
you know, like lack of societal empathy for people like that. Fair. And it has like a slight socialist message too. Like there's a, there's a huge, like kind of, you know, we would say eat the rich, but in the movie it's kill the rich message behind it. Mm. That's like a little muddled like that. You know, it's not that I well explained. I always thought that was a Joker MO though. Like fuck these people with their money. I just want their money so I can light it on fire. I mean, I'll say right now, like the Heath Ledger performance of the Joker will never be eclipsed. Like, as good as Joaquin's was, the kind of mysterious origin that he has in The Dark Knight and the absolute chaos that he's after. Like, the Joker burning the money in The Dark Knight is legitimately not political. No. It's not to say I'm against rich people. It's to say I'm against everything. Authority. Symbols. Symbols. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to sow discord in society for no reason. Any recognition of order. Which I think is a better take on the Joker character anyway. Yeah. Um. And also is just, like, a lot clearer in that movie. Like, you never get the sense that the Joker's agenda is anything but to oppose Batman and sow chaos, right? Yeah. But in this movie, like, it's a little muddled whether Arthur Fleck's agenda is to actually start a societal movement or does he just want attention? Like, I get why people could leave with a weird take on the movie because it's not clear. It's not telegraphed huh. well yeah. what this is supposed to be doing. Does know? it have to, though? No, I don't no, I don't think it has to, but like I think with all the pressure uh on this movie because of society right now, mm. it maybe should have done a better job of like articulating what its point was rather than leaving rather than rather than the way I left it, which was just that okay, like a mentally ill person was treated really badly and therefore his reactionary antics are totally justified. Like I mean, the fact that you use the word antics is also very kind of like, you know, it, it doesn't seem like all the pre-things to the like live TV situation or anything. Well, it's so personal to Arthur that all the all the broader societal things that you can either bring to it as a viewer yeah. in your real life or the world of the movie that's created are not really well explained. Mm. Like, um, he ignites a revolution accidentally, but also he seems to want to be the leader of it which that doesn't make any that doesn't sense track. right like he's just uh he's just sick yeah and i mean sick in the sense of mental illness like it's a sickness that you empathize with and it's, it's not an indulgent twistedness no it's not i mean mm. it, it's it's fully personal because he's been abused his entire life and like the character study in the movie is really good the character driving is great like, there's all these reveals of what's been going on with his mother in the movie that are well done. Like, she's been lying to him his entire life, and that's revealed in a slow and believable way. Um, his delusions around that girl, even though I saw it coming. Yeah. It's like, it, it, all of the personal stakes make a lot of sense, but then there's a lot of broader stuff that seems like it's applicated into the yeah. movie because that's what people expect from it. There's a lot of stuff where, like, um, Batman's not in the movie, but the Waynes are in the movie. Air. And the Joker has an impact on their life. And it's like, why even have this in there? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a little, I'm growing more and more skeptical by the day of the upcoming Watchmen movie. Or not movie, TV series. I know. I, was like, uh, I don't know movie? if you saw the trailer for this. No. Because it's coming out soon. But What is that? That's HBO? Yeah. Um, Can they be trusted anymore after they fuck botched Game of Thrones? Well, you know, I don't know. They do other good shows. I don't. Do they? I don't have anything against them, but but still have ne made it through one episode of Succession, and everybody loves it. Yeah, like, people I know are like, you have to watch it. No, I'm I know like, everybody raves about that show. I've never felt compelled to watch it either. It makes you feel bad about the world. Well, that's fine. I don't know. Worse. Well, worse. Let's just say worse. Well, that's okay too. I don't have a problem with any of that, but. You know, if it's not your bag, it's not your bag. It's not my bag. Um, but what I was saying was I am growing skeptical of the Watchmen series for the same reason that I'm a little lukewarm on the Joker. Is like, why is this even a Joker movie? Just make it a movie about a guy and it would have made a lot more sense. But it also would have been... Because <sighs> what, what was his name? What's his name? His real name? In the movie, it's Arthur Fleck. Yeah, like, what are they going to do, call it Arthur and have children show up confused as to why people are getting shot? Well, the reason that they put the Joker on it is because that's what will get asses you in get the seats. You get asses in the seats. Uh, I understand the real, you know, the real, like, material reasons for doing that from, like, a board executive standpoint. But I feel like 10 years ago they were just called it Arthur in the yeah. same way that, like, Logan is called Logan. Right. 
It's or not, they, it's you not know, fucking Wolverine. Taxi Driver, King of Comedy. Like, you know. What is King of Comedy? King of Comedy is another Scorsese movie that um, I haven't seen it, but it, but that the Joker is like apparently based on. It's about a failed stand-up comedian who's disaffected. Um, but yeah, you could have just given it the title Arthur and cut a good trailer for it, and maybe that would attract people, but nobody takes a risk like that anymore. And so my point was that like having the Joker namesake applied to yeah. it seemed very much applied to it, and I didn't like that. I liked the movie underneath that, but there was no reason for it to be DC. There was no reason for it to be Joker, and I feel the same way about the new Watchmen series because they're basically just applicating like certain characters onto a completely different Archetypes, framework, yeah. and, mm-hmm. it make, and it makes no sense why you would even use the IP other than that you paid for it and you own it so you need to get your money's worth out of it i think that's more the case i mean like i said like in a smarter world it would have been called arthur and then people would have been like oh they would have actually lost their shit even more well yes it would have been a much more frightening movie and the stakes for society if if you really think that's a thing would have actually been higher because it's an any and any man could be this guy right DC still fucking it up somehow. Well, you know they're not though. Like, like if they decided they're not going to do this. I mean, every, everything I've read about the movie implies that it's a one and done. Like, there's no sequels to this movie. Oh. this is not like a continuation of their. Joaquin universe. Phoenix lost fifty pounds to be in this movie. He's yeah. like probably like, no, I want to be fat again. Um, but they're not going to do any more of these. But like, if they were to reboot their universe, which they have to do, like, I wish they would do it more along these lines and like, less along the. Wouldn't Zach it be Schneider nice line. to see a movie called Bruce? Uh, but you know, like him just being like, like him like being, like actually spend more time with the parents, and then the last part like you know, Butler helping him. Right, like the movie ends with him and Alfred making the suit, and maybe you get one shot before the credits roll of like Batman perched on a skyscraper, iconic. Or not even that, like just like, oh, I'm sorry, Master Wayne. Like that's the first time, like. You know, like, it becomes this thing, and then it's just, like, him, like, as a teenager trying to find out, who did this to my parents? And, like, beating up street toughs or something. Right, right. Kind of like a, the first Captain America movie, where, like, you spend half that movie with Cap as a skinny kid, mm-hmm. and you see his struggle, like, with that before, yeah, he ever Cap, gets the, yeah. before he ever gets the serum. And it makes you like him more. Yeah. Like, I, like, I think that would actually work. But the problem with that is, and the reason it works for the Joker and not for Batman, is that... Batman's an actual fascist. Like, Joker can be empathized with because he's been abused by society. Batman's ultimate thing is that, like... Poor little rich boy. Yes. Yeah. And that it's this strange message of, like, the poor and the disaffected are the people we need to eliminate so that society can prosper. (laughs) You know, like, the Rorschach character in Watchmen, for example, is a riff on Batman. Like, if Batman was a more realistic thing, he would be a far right-wing nutjob. So it would be really difficult to do a movie that wasn't um, veiled by the camp of Batman and make people sympathize with that character. Yeah. And I mean, in a way, Zack Snyder tried to do this with the Superman movies that he came out with. Like, those were supposed to be like... Wait, you watched that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen them, yeah. Sorry. They were supposed to be like a more grounded, realistic version of Superman, which is why later on in that franchise, Superman kind of becomes a villain. Society turns against him because, yes, an omnipotent alien person sucks would be feared they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't be loved but like ultimately that's not the spirit of these 1930s Super, superman is like can't be like yeah leotard man right uh, yeah so it's tough with you know the actual politics of a superhero to portray it realistically it, in a weird way it makes more sense with joker i think than hmm. anybody else it seems like they they tried they got something fine but they could have like actually swung it out of the park and then fucked it up. No, they didn't. But I, I really they didn't want, fuck it up. I don't want to put but, it that way. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't fuck it up. But they, it could have. I don't know. I, I can't. I just saw it's it, rusty, so I can't yeah. quite put my mm-hmm. my head around it. But it seems like it could have been better than it was. Like it had um, a lot of potential. But again, I think like the superhero mythos thing. Just the IP gets in the way. Yeah. It should, just shouldn't have been that. Mm. It would have been better as a Paul Thomas Anderson movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, just make a slow character study of a guy's descent. That'd be fine. And maybe let yeah. him do a little more improv. Because, like, most of the best scenes that were performed by him seemed like they were ad And the scripted it. stuff, the written stuff, was really obvious, and I didn't like it Like, much. too hammy? Yeah. Like, too over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's never good, period. 
like i don't know i think we're also spoiled in an age where we're just like it's improv all the time because that's what people like right well yeah and that also kind of sucks because improv sucks improv is very bad oh like at a like Like, improv comedy is terrible teaches you how to land a joke and timing and all that kind of shit but like when you see a bunch of like grown-ass adults like tumbling around on the stage it's actually kind of embarrassing and you wonder how you got people to give ten dollars well even in movies like it can work if your casting and your chemistry is good but like that relies on so much like so many the reason most comedies are really bad is because i think that's what they try to do is basically provide a broad outline and then the comedic actors like fuck around with it and it either works or it doesn't and you can get a really good movie out of that or trash it's mostly trash yeah Yeah. and you know i don't know studios just don't want to take that risk like they'll take it on joaquin phoenix because he's proven like he can just just get in front of anyway yeah yeah. he's he's got enough star power and he's a good enough actor that he can just sort of pull that off but Hmm. you know Uh, so apparently a big hit with the uh the over over 45 set though okay do you need to refill your beverage as rihanna says uh work 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 Oh, that's what you've been doing? <laughs> it's not a fun text. Yeah. Okay. Not, this is not like trying to get some D text. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Those I would concentrate a little bit more. I wouldn't be like, uh-huh, 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 and then typing with the thumb over here, not looking. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah we'll probably cut this out anyway, but uh, while Will refills his drink, I'll fill a little air. Um, the entire time that I was talking about the Joker, Will was just on his phone, and I was letting it go because... It's rare that I get more than 30 seconds of uninterrupted talking time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, did everyone hear me going, uh-huh, huh, huh, mm. That's because so actually... I was literally just, like, looking looking across the bow and, like, literally glancing at my phone, like, this is, okay, great, da, 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 handle it. I it was care. a rare moment in our podcast sessions where I was like, oh, he's going to his phone, and this is actually good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep rolling through it. I was like, uh, I, I asked, I took a little Lucy lucy's role as one does uh as a grown adult do we make money and then the the hits just keep on coming i'm like Mm -hmm. i stopped working i don't give a fuck anymore i just want to know if there's money well it's been another exciting episode (laughs) another exciting episode of the podcast we didn't actually say Mm -hmm. what it was Um, 